Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Hi, podcast listeners. Stay tuned after the show for a new episode of Fulcrum, starring Stephen with the PH for legal reasons, Bannon. The following podcast contains... Oh, ah! What the f*** did you do that for? Hey! That was... Don't swear. What are we? We're we- 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 not swearers. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you lost your shit over a mannequin head with some red food coloring, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is a Friday, June 2nd, 2017 Legend of the Headless President edition of the show where we joke about jokes you shouldn't even joke about. Stay tuned. The What's the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is sponsored this week by Catan's Guillotines, your one-stop shop for the chop. It's hard sometimes to find a reliable guillotine, yes? No more. At Gaetans, we have many models, both new and, uh, how'd you say, uh, previously owned. From our traditional Dr. Joseph to the latest guillot- eye guillotine with both Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Ha-ha! <laughs> so the crowd can drop the blade. Straight in. Looking for an affordable option? Try Monsieur Rusty. He was the guillotine of St. Pierre's until 1952. Now he can be yours for a song. Not the Marseillais, but the song. <laughs> get out guillotine. When you want to get ahead of your execution needs, we are chopping prices for Kathy Griffin got canned by CNN this afternoon, a day after she posted a picture of herself posing ISIS style with Donald Trump's bloody severed head. The image itself was appalling, violent, creepy, weird. But it was also, and this may be the main problem, totally unfunny. Kathy Griffin bills herself as a comedian, but this was not comedy. It was a political stunt of the dumbest kind. Your eighth grader wouldn't do it. It was too stupid. And yet it wasn't a departure for Griffin. She hasn't been funny in years, assuming she ever was. People clap for her not because they're amused, but because they agree with her politics. That's not art. It's affirmation. But an awful lot of comedy is like that all of a sudden. Ever watch Samantha B? If you like preachy self-righteousness in massive doses, that's the show for you. Or try John Oliver, you get the same thing there. Or Bill Maher, or Trevor Noah, or Stephen Colbert. Some of these guys used to be funny a long time ago. They're not Samantha Bee, she was never funny. Now they're just playing to the biases and the vanities of their audience. And it's working, unfortunately, which means they're all exactly the same. Prisoners of conformity, which is always the sworn enemy of art. Step out of line and you pay the price. As Dave Chappelle, who is a genius, learned when he returned from retirement not long ago and dared to gore a sacred cow or two. That used to be what comedians did, and we were grateful to hear someone tell the truth. Now they're booed off the stage for even daring to do that. Humor is dead. Politics killed it. Would someone change fucking Tucker's diaper? Because apparently it's leaky and he's cranky. Generally speaking, it's a bad idea to talk about killing the president. I mean, right now, I I just set off alarms at the NSA by just mentioning the words in that order. And I'm actually referring to when I was writing this script on Google Docs, and that was days ago. I am constantly sending gentle reminders to very angry friends of mine that even the illusion of doing such a thing is most... That would be unwise. And particularly so when you post that thing on social media. And you guys are a bunch of yahoos, nobodies, 
Just some randos no one gives a shit about. Dude! Dude! Oh, God, not you guys. I mean, I, I care about you. I do. I, it's just the world in general doesn't give a shit. But if, however, you happen to be a D-list celebrity and you post an image that's joking about killing the president on social media, people are going to, they're going to notice. And people did notice Tuesday when TMZ published a photo from a photo shoot by Tyler Shields with comedian Kathy Griffin holding a blonde mannequin head covered in blood, supposedly bearing a remarkable resemblance to the current president of the United States. I saw the picture. I, I didn't see the resemblance at all. I mean, that fake head displayed far more presence and personality and intellect than I've ever actually seen on the face of Donald J. Trump. Still, nevertheless, a lot of people got... Makes me very angry. <laughs> very angry indeed. Over said photo. I have to pause here for just a moment to say... Have any of you people ever seen Kathy Griffin's show? I mean, dude, this is her thing. Gallagher had a watermelon. Willie Tyler had Lester. Don Rickles had insults. Jeff Foxworthy had rednecks. Cosby had raping. And Kathy Griffin has, well, saying really offensive shit. It's her entire act. Still, noted maniac and right-wing propaganda show Mike Chernovich called Griffin's actions satanic. Brittany Pettibone, who I've never fucking heard of, but somehow merits a blue checkmark on Twitter when I don't, for her podcast and a book called Hatred Day, which I can only assume is every Tuesday in her life, is consumed with all things Kathy. Her Twitter feeds leads like Griffin dumped her by text message. Even Trump himself asked how Kathy could be so cruel to Barron, who honestly probably dreams of doing this sort of thing nightly, because I would if I were him. And it's not just the right, even the left jumped on the condemnation train. I mean, Squatty Potty dumped Griffin, no pun intended, from their ad campaign. And as the saying goes, when you lose the idiot shitter accessory, you've lost America. I don't actually say that. Well, maybe you should. Concerned thinkers and talking heads pursed their lips and shook their head, those heads sadly while condemning the sad state of discourse in America today. And Griffin, for her part, apologized, saying she took a dumb idea too far and regrets any harm caused by said image. Still, the outrage machine is churning its patently hypocritical bullshit out. I just spent eight years watching various T-tard patriot fucks like Ted Nugent openly threaten to assassinate the President of the United States. Now, if Barack Obama becomes the President in November again, I will either be dead or in jail by this time next year. You're a fucking pussy, Ted. You never even tried. And I'm highly disappointed that you're neither one of those things. I mean, he threatened to send Hillary Clinton into the sunset riding a pair of machine guns. And do you know what Ted Nugent got for his efforts? A visit to the Trump White House. So this outrage the right seems to be pushing out of their rectums seems just a tad bit disingenuous to me. All right, let's do this. I guess the photo of Kathy Griffin a comedian known for crude and even transgressive humor holding a fake head representing Truff was objectively in poor taste. And subjectively, really, really stupid. It was the kind of humor that a 14-year-old boy would come up with. Tasteless, unoriginal, without any kind of message other than, look at me being provocative. It's the impulse that made me do fart noises in class. It's the same impulse that make me do fart noises now. 
And they're fun. God, I'm a riot on a crowded elevator. Plus, she had to know damn well this would do nothing more than piss off a bunch of conservatives and cause a bunch of liberals to do exactly what they did, condemn her for doing something so boorish. And if she did not know these things, she's got no business being in comedy. But what? What if? Maybe she knows exactly what she's doing. Perhaps, just perhaps, she was trying to make a point about the hypocrisy we all just seem to accept today. Perhaps the demonization of Kathy Griffin for an offense no greater or lesser than those committed by so many is a parable for another thing. Quote, For if you kill me, you will not easily find a successor to me, who, if I may use such a ludicrous figure of speech, am sort of a gadfly given to the state by God. And the state is a great and noble steed who is tardy in his motions owing to his very styes and requires to be stirred to life. I am that gadfly which God has attached to the state and all day long and in all places am always fastening upon you, arousing and persuading and reproaching you. You will not easily find another like me and therefore I would advise you to spare me. I dare say that you may feel out of temper like a person who has suddenly awakened from sleep, and that you think you might easily strike me dead as Antaeus advises, and then you would sleep for the remainder of your lives, unless God, in his care of you, of you sent another gadfly. Do you know what that's from? Plato wrote that. It's the Apology of Socrates. What did you just say? I just uh, compared Kathy Griffin to uh, Socrates, the great Greek philosopher. That's what I thought you said. Yeah, I know right now a few of you are asking if I am out of my fucking mind, and the rest of you are asking who the hell is Socrates and what does he have to do with that chick on the New Year's Eve show? And how the fuck did that have anything to do with her tasteless joke? All right, since you ask, Socrates was an Athenian philosopher in the 5th century BC, and he's widely considered the father of Western philosophy. While he was alive, he was uh, widely considered to be a respected teacher, a statesman, he uh, fought in the Peloponnesian War bravely, and he was also, uh... Because he's kind of a dick, right? Right. A lot of historians, ancient and contemporary, considered him essentially anti-democracy. Though a lot more think he wasn't, and the one thing all agree on, he was a total pain in the ass to the government of Athens. And he was fairly much of a prick during a debate. I mean, think of Ted Cruz, but unlike Ted Cruz, Socrates knew what the fuck he was talking about. He was the butt of a lot of jokes from contemporary playwrights and enjoyed giving as well as he got in front of a crowd. In short, Socrates was a celebrity who delighted in his role as shit-stirrer-in-chief and he was a vehement foe of hypocrisy. Not the medical dude, but the bullshit thing. So in 399 BC, Socrates was put on trial for impiety and the corruption of youth. And hopefully, it will happen to you. Yeah, you better hope not, Gavin, because uh, you'll be working on a sports podcast by the end of the week, and you fat bastard know less about sports ball than even I do. I suppose the nearest model equivalent would be the Scopes Monkey Trial, uh, which uh, I'm not going to dive into because uh, I have one historical digression per show, and that's all I'm contractually allowed. And I don't know how much you guys know about ancient Greece, but... Uh, 
This was a society where it was entirely common for an older man to take a young boy as a sexual partner. I'm not talking about a 40-year-old leather daddy finding a 20-year-old twink. I'm talking about a 60-year-old rich guy having sex with a teenage boy. I mean, this wasn't a dirty thing. It was part and parcel of coming of age in Greece. Some old dude would come along when you started getting hair on your nuts, and uh, pretty soon he'd be riding like a fat dude on a moped. I'm not entirely sure what Socrates was doing to corrupt the youth, I can only assume that involved livestock. Or more likely, he was telling these young boys they didn't have to fuck old men. Either way, Socrates was convicted of his crimes and sentenced to death, and he could have easily avoided it, relocated to another city-state, or just told people he was sorry, and the whole thing would have gone away like a Republican convicted of leaking classified information. But he didn't. He took the poison, and he died. And he did it because one, he was trying to make a point, and two, he was really a fucking jerk. And I'm not a deep student of philosophy, but I think that point by him being a jerk, that sometimes to get people to listen, to pay attention, you need to do something outrageous, something offensive, something just fucking annoying as hell so people will actually take notice. So maybe that's what was on Kathy Griffin's mind when she made that photo. You believe that, don't you? Oh, God, no. I think at best it was a colossally stupid mistake, and at worst it was a joke that wasn't funny. Griffin's lost some gigs. She'll be blackballed from the good graces of the public for a few months and generally thought of as kind of dumb, which, you know, I, I never thought of as a Greek fucking philosopher anyway. But if I was her, this would be the tack I would take. I mean, if you've already fallen off the cliff, you might as well flap your arms and fucking try to fly because shit, you never know, it might just work. Yet on Thursday evening, the story broke that Kathy and her lawyer held, will be holding, would be holding a press conference to address the bullying from the Trump family. Come on, Kathy. I just compared you to Socrates, and this is how you repay me? For fuck's sake, just shut up and wait till Trump does something far, far worse, and this will just blow over. But no, you had to go and attention whore it up. And the press conference itself was a... Uh, it was not surprising. What's happening to me has never happened ever in the history of this great country, which is that a sitting president of the United States and his grown children and the first lady are personally, I feel, personally, trying to ruin my life forever, forever. I, you guys know him. He's never going to stop. I know him. Oh, come on, Kathy. The Secret Service called you because that's what the Secret Service does in these situations. The Trumps said mean things about you because that's what the Trumps do in these situations. In all situations, really. You're losing gigs because that's what happens when you do a stupid thing in public. And look, seriously, I get it. The Trump evangelical masses are threatening to cut your head off because that's what simple-minded donkey fuckers do for everything. And in no situation should you or anyone else suffer death and rape threats ever, period, end of story. But Kathy, you weren't born yesterday. You knew that this was coming. I mean, it's like taking your dog out first thing in the morning. You know that it's going to shit, and you had to know the frog fucks were going to do the same. Doesn't make it right, but you had to know. So you hire a lawyer. You hold a press conference. But when they come at you with a kind of metaphorical cup of hemlock, 
you best drink it down because you made this situation. You're going to lose gigs. You're going to lose sponsorships. And yes, as fucked up as it is, you're going to have tiny dicked morons threatening to kill you. So long as the government doesn't try to arrest you, you're not losing your First Amendment rights. No one is trying to fucking ruin your life, except for the tiny dick morons. If you say offensive shit, people are going to be offended. You cannot have this both ways. There's a, there's a certain subset of people who believe that this was nothing more than a really pathetic publicity stunt to try and up your career. I, uh, I don't know that I disagree with them. And all I can say to that is that if it's true, Socrates would be really fucking proud of you, lady. You go! But really, there are days when I just want to turn off everything and walk into a cabin in the woods where I will lovingly craft homemade shit bombs, harmless devices using compressed air to blow fecal material in in the faces of people opening the package. And then I will surreptitiously deliver these devices to fucking nimrods around the country in protest of people just being fucking fuckwits. They will call me the Poopa Bomber. Look for my manifesto on Tumblr later this summer because, honestly, this is a bullshit situation and I can't believe I have to talk about it. Right now, everyone is struggling with how to speak truth to power. The media suddenly find themselves in the horrible position of actually having to do their fucking jobs. And the real journalists out there took to doing so like a recovering alcoholic who finds a bottle of hooch in the cabinet below the sink. I mean, it was with some trepidation, but then joyous fucking gusto. But the shitty ones, I'm looking at you, Chris Clazilla, because <laughs> you're just a fucking awful human being and a shitty journalist. They're going at it like a closeted gay man fucks his wife. Quickly, unpleasantly, and thinking about the stock boy at Piggly Wiggly. You know, I'm just guessing on that one. I don't think Kevin at the Piggly Wiggly is all that attractive in his tight jeans, bending down to stock the pickle shelf. Sorry, I I wandered off there for a second. The public is taking to the streets or calling their Congress critters to complain. Shit, even the Democrats are getting their groove back. And the comedians... The philosophers of our modern times are also discovering their mojo after eight years of being, you know, cool with the king. And it's not easy even for a good comedian. You might remember the kerfuffle where Colbert said Trump's mouth was best used as a holster for Putin's cock. Damn, that was good. Lordy, lordy, that got some conservatives upset. Why? Why? Because uh, maybe the image of a bloated, sweaty, balding Trump on his knees, gazing lovingly up at Putin's naked torso, while slowly sliding his puffy lips up and down Vlad's engorged member, and maybe, maybe they just stay with the fantasy. Pootie's head tilting back, a low moan escaping his lips, and then he spews ropes of milky jizz all over Donald's face as Donnie rise happily stroking his tiny peen furiously in pleasure. Need help, bro. You fucking need help! <laughs> I get it. Sometimes, sometimes, you can go a little too far in comedy. Maybe even in podcasting. I get that. But a lot of well-meaning jerk-offs drone on and on about respecting the office, if not the man. Sure. You know what? I promised never to make jokes about the office of the presidency using the Constitution to wipe its own ass. But the skeevy criminal in that office is fair fucking game. If I personally 
would never make a joke where someone could infer I was in threatening violence against the skeevy criminal. That doesn't mean that joke cannot be made. One could, if they wanted to, do an entire movie, a thinly veiled allegory on the premise that dropping an anvil or piano on the current occupant of that office, and that would be legal. That would be really funny. Admit it. You would laugh your ass off if a Trump wily coyote chased a crooked Hillary through the West Wing and she constantly one-upped him. God, I really want to see that movie. When I was in the military, I was legally obligated to salute whatever dickless wonder shat out of the Academy's ass with two gold bars on their shoulder, but that nonsense ended the day I stepped out of uniform. I... You, we, Kathy Griffin, Stephen Colbert, Sam B., John Oliver, Trevor Noah, and John John, the closer at the Chuckle Shack in Sumter, South Carolina, don't owe the president a fucking thing. He has to earn it. So if we want to make jokes, even shitty jokes in really poor taste, like him taking a jizz load from the rushing president right in the schnoz, that's what America is all the fuck about. If you don't like it, if you find it offensive, then by God, get yourself an open mic at the Chuckle Shack and make your own fucking jokes, and then get heckled off the stage, first, because conservatives aren't good at stand-up, and second, because everyone sucks at their first open mic. And finally, most importantly... I want to point out the steaming turd on the salad bar, which all the right-wing media and the hand-wringing left seems to be ignoring. Kathy Griffin made a fucking joke about cutting off a head. Trump is inspiring his fuck-witted followers to actually do it. You don't think that that right-wing fascist fuck Jeremy Christian in Portland wasn't sporting a MAGA hard-on when he went after the two girls on the train? You don't think he doesn't feel his jockeys within America first come when he pulled the fucking knife and stabbed the people who came to their defense? How about the funny motherfuckers who the alt-right shitbag Sean Urbanski who stabbed a, sh a young army lieutenant about to graduate college without provocation? You think he wasn't suffering from some Trump-inspired economic anxiety? Oh, I know. You think perhaps the racist rat fucker James Jackson that got in his car and drove from Baltimore to New York City to stab a random black man on the street with a sword because he's a white supremacist was not fucking thinking about the rhetoric, the jokes, the funny shit they heard on the radio from fucking right-wing Republicans like Trump or Alex Jones or Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity or Tucker fucking Carlson? Do you think that? Maybe, maybe that kind of behavior is just a little bit condoned by the current occupant of the Oval Office, who has been preaching racist hate for what? I don't know, six or seven years now? Oh, oh, we can take it down from the murders. What about the noose in the Museum of the African American in History? Or the persons that wrote nigger on LeBron James's house? I can't go a fucking day without some video crossing my Twitter or Facebook feed where some amped up fucking red-faced redneck is shouting to at some minority they need to go back where they came from because Trump is here now. And I don't hear fuck at all from the right-wing media or the White House about that. But, oh, they shed bitter tears when a D-list comedian toses with a fake head covered in red food coloring. Pardon me for not giving a fuck. I tell you what, Tucker, you mewling piss trickle down the pants leg of the nation. I will definitely condemn 
all the left-wing jokes when I hear you just one time can condemn the murders and hate committed in your tangerine God's name, and I won't be holding my breath. Indeed, I will be too busy hiring animators to work on my movie about Trump being, being hit with a piano and then sucking Putin's dick. You want to shame the left because we say mean things and make tasteless references to the president doing things that offend your precious sense of smug white superiority? Fine, be butthurt about it. But no one on the left has killed anyone. We might have punched one guy in the head for being a Nazi, but I really don't think that was he was because it was a Nazi. It's just because he's very punchable in general. You fuck spends eight years peddling a racist conspiracy theory that had a candidate run on white nationalism and created a festering mound of shit for hate-based crimes to flourish, you do not get to come at me and cry because I said something that offended you. I tell you what, we will stop making jokes when you fucking fascists stop your stupid fucking members from killing people. I won't be holding my breath on that either. Socrates was killed because he said things that made those in power look stupid. And that challenged their position. And Kathy Griffin is no Socrates. She isn't even Comicus from the History of the World Part 1. Next. Occupation. Stand-up philosopher. What? Stand-up philosopher. I coalesce the vapor of human experience into a viable and logical comprehension. Oh, a bullshit artist. Mm. But no one who saw that stupid picture on the left thought, oh, I should go cut off the president's head because we are not fucking dim-witted shit nozzles. When you can say the same thing about the people on your side, maybe you will have a case against us. But I, again, will be taking breaths in anticipation of that happening. <laughs> that is it for our show this week. I want to apologize if I triggered anyone with my overly graphic representation of Fleshio earlier in this show and let you all know that consensual sex between anyone regardless of their gender pairing choices is a beautiful thing and not at all shameful. But you really just got to admit that the mental image of Trump and Putin is profoundly disturbing. I mean, Gavin just keeps vomiting uncontrollably every time I bring it up. Drink some water, buddy. Have some soda and a cracker. You'll be fine. If you would like to help others with this emetic image, perhaps you've accidentally taken a poison and you need to help them get it out, do you do that by uh, rating or reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts so they can easily find it in an emergency? You can follow all the nauseating ideas I share on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. And all of the queasiness of two years of disturbing mental imagery is on SoundCloud at the show name at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Iron Stomach Bloodsoe and producer Tommy Ake Gavin and all the other fictional pukers on the show, we want to say, you know what, we're just going to let Freddie and Queen take it from here. Welcome to Fulcrum, Balancing the Scales, with your host, Stephen with a PH for legal reasons, Ben. Oh, God. Ah. Why 
I'm talking about global warming. My asshole's as swampy as Donnie's fucking Catholic meeting. <laughs> I cracked myself up. So it's been a good week for old President Bannon. Found a new doctor who'd write me scripts for Oxycontin like he's a fucking Xerox machine. I think it's because he's some kind of Muslim or something, because I told him if he didn't start writing them, I'd have ice sitting him back to ass-fuckistan. <laughs> God, I love my job. Ugh. And then there was a buy one, get one on doors at Wally's Liquor Shack down in Wisconsin. Oh, and then I cocked the blonde bitch to the... Oh, that fucking... Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know what, Ivanka? Who's the fucking president now? Your parents fucking climbing accords. Which brings me to my talk of it this week. Why are women such bitches? This has been Fulcrum, an objective view of right-wing politics. From the producers of the What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast and Fast Eddie's Podcast Hub Podcast Network. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.